0: room your safe haven for gaming news and discussion my name is kevin sure is and i'm daniel (laughs) thank you for the affirmation my friend Mm -hmm. and this is episode 82 what a trek my friend we've been through some podcasting journeys together to get here a lot of tough journeys too Mm -hmm. for instance we tried to get two usb microphones working on my computer earlier and we wasted like an hour and a half doing it it was a herculean effort on your behalf like you tried Uh, uh, spoiler alert did not succeed (laughs) we're back to the one mic (laughs) we're back to to, uh un mic Mm -hmm. right here it's a good mic it's a solid mic Mm -hmm. it's blue yeti but apparently two usbs were not meant to usb that's really good. Thank you very wow. much, sir. Now, if you didn't know who we are, that is okay. We are The Save Room. We're the only podcast that was delayed into the fall just so you wouldn't have to hear us in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> you can find topical. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Plus, RSS feeds around the universe. I don't know what RSS stands for, actually. Dude. You know, I looked
1: it up once, and yeah. I've since forgot because I have a very bad memory. Oh, wait, do you think it's like, right, sound, sound? <laughs> <laughs> Those righteous sound, sound feeds. <laughs> yeah.
0: So just look for us for, you know, on the righteous sound mm-hmm. sounds. <laughs> Daniel, if they wanted to see our faces for some untold reason, where can they find us? Don't know why they would ever want to do that. But if they felt inclined, they could find you over at twitch.tv slash TheRedHerb. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to find my boy Daniel, sometimes he unearths his Twitch from the crypts, mm-hmm. dusts it off, and starts playing some fucking awesome side-scrollers and whatnot. Usually. You can find him at twitch.tv slash DungeonsAndDaniels. Sometimes I feel the stream life call to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I do want to go back to it really bad. But my schedule still really tight. Nah, dude. You're going to be like 47, mm-hmm. right? You're going to be sewing the fields, mm-hmm. uh, hair grade, mm-hmm. beard, long. Salt and pepper, long ass beard. And people are going to come up and be like, Daniel, we need you. <laughs> we need you again. We need you to go on Twitch. What? And you're like, what's the problem? It's Tetris Effect. <laughs> <laughs> it needs you. <laughs>
1: honestly if tetris effect needed me i would be there like no doubt i know you undoubtedly would. i know you would and if the people felt inclined to tweet at us uh their salty uh hose mad gamer
0: takes they could tweet us <laughs> at save room show on twitter yeah sure dump out all of reddit and start throwing hose mad <laughs> memes all over our threads it kind of tickles me a little
1: bit because i don't spend a lot of time on reddit
0: yeah I me. Mean, but... I, I mean i find it super interesting in fact sometimes i find it a little more enlightening than twitter is because mm-hmm. twitter is just a bunch of like people going like oh you you love to see it and like just repeating the same like Mm -hmm. regurgitating the same jokes (laughs) where a lot of the times they originate from reddit that's true and it's like okay cool yeah this is this is the uh you know this is where the the internet gold Mm -hmm. is to be found that's why everybody goes there everybody goes there Mm -hmm. it's interesting as fuck yeah actually there is a subreddit called interesting as fuck i recommend it but daniel (laughs) this is the news this is the news we're already going off like we so we've launched a new show called the save room plays where we talk about video games exclusively video games and do fun bits right you get all your favorites game pitch Mm -hmm. um is this a final fantasy character or some sort of historical figure all of these fun shits. that's an idea that's that's i'll save that yeah yeah save that one right there (laughs) but 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 we need to be on point we do some news in fact there's some grave news this week my dude i'm sorry who died the gamers i guess a little on the inside Mm. at this point we got some delays going on this week right yeah i know man say it so. say it my animal crossing there's a lot of tough stuff here man but why don't you butter me up a little bit i think you added something to the doc about some uh sales figures uh, you know, i know the gamers get hard over sales figures the gamers dude. get so, so yeah.
1: fucking percolated for sales figures i don't know why it's probably like a pissing contest to just be like my favorite game out soldiers and i'm just like hold the fucking phone gamers just chill
0: like hold, hey, hang just on. Chill. What? you're not making that money
1: <laughs> but i thought this is interesting just because we um our first episode of Saver plays was basically based around the top our top games of the 2010s. Um and to follow up with that we have NPD's top 10 selling games of the last decade. This list is a bit more homogenized and, and less interesting than you'd think. You oh, what know? what
0: do you what do you You mean? would think
1: like a game like Spider-Man would be like perched at the of top. Of course, you
0: know? got a wars yeah. like of course Super the, Smash brothers critical uh, acclaim obviously means Anything. sales. That's what I would hope, you know, but it's not true. What what do you mean? What's going on?
1: The gamers just like Call of Duty like, you, through and through. That's all they like. What are you talking about? Because that's what this list is. What
0: are you talking yeah. about?
1: Let, <laughs> let, me, let me start this list for you here, okay? The, the big one. This is this is one that trumps the, the digital list and physical list year over year for some reason, just because gamers love it. Mm-hmm. But number one on this list is Grand Theft Auto Five.
0: Okay, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. I'm not surprised for some reason. Like it's been in the NPD for like the last seven years, most of the decade, it has climbed every sales rank. Why do I think it's shipped like 125 or sold 125 million copies
1: across like everything?
0: Is there something going on that I don't know about? Like it's made out of like biodegradable CDs. <laughs> Essentially, you put it in your PS4 after a while and just disintegrates like a graham cracker, oh. and you got to buy another copy. Uh, number two on here is Call of Duty Black Ops. Good game was one of our top games in the decade. It. Yeah. Amazing game. We put it on the list. Yeah. I love it. The I number's res- I respect Black Ops. I get it. I do too. I do. It's interesting to note that the rest of the series, it actually, the sales degrade as each new release occurs.
1: Yeah, there's one on here that kind of like stands tall mm-hmm. just because it is Modern Warfare. We'll get to that though. Yeah, Third yeah, one yeah. here is Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which people
0: liked. I think it added jetpacks. Yes. Uh, no, not that one. Was that but three? It, it was in the future. Okay. was it three um no no no. it was it was one of troy baker and kevin spacey which i never thought they would ever be in a game together Uh, okay uh infinite warfare no no no, no, that might be it no advanced warfare thank you very much there's too many warfares man
1: number four on here is call of duty modern warfare 3 and that that makes sense that game was dope uh number five is call of duty black ops 3 which i didn't play Mm. i think four was the last one that i played
0: I don't remember it. Yeah. Four was the one that had the battle royale
1: that we got hard into. Yes. Three,
0: I don't know which one that was. Oh, three was the one that um stole the destiny guardian powers. Oh really? Yeah. So hmm. you could do things like, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you with an arrow made of light. Okay. Yeah. That's kinda neat. That's Spice kinda it up
1: a little bit. Number six on here, surprisingly, is Call of Duty Ghost. huh. It launched when PS4
0: launched. It was a it was PS4 a launch. launch title. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Which is kind of um, and notable for being really bad. It wasn't good. Yeah. Oh no. It looked cool, it had a cool cover. It had a great car had a great name mm-hmm. such a wasted name <laughs> right. and especially if it didn't have any ghost in it weren't there like pve modes with like aliens and shit oh yes i think i remember it's it was weird. like earth defense
1: force bullshit going on yes i remember that okay number 7 on here is red dead redemption 2 that's shout, quick shout out to arthur morgan it's that was been a out for dope game fucking 2 years dude number 8 is call of duty modern warfare Oh, sorry number 8 is call of duty world war 2 i don't remember that one that wasn't a modern warfare man no it wasn't it was, it was totally <laughs> a past warfare it was a little while ago <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, I'm like dr manhattan i live in every timeline
0: <laughs> you know, all, all of the call of duties are happening to you at once <laughs> yeah it's really intense that's what it feels like actually yeah, it's and good. then the worst one is uh cod black ops 4 see so it literally goes mm. in sequential order one yeah. two three four it just keeps on selling less huh that's upsetting. That is upsetting. And you know why? Because hmm. they don't have enough fucking Reznov in the game. Oh, uh, that's true. Bring back Gary Oldman. That's all I want. I think Call
1: of Duty Black Ops 4 was super divisive for people anyway, because it, it was in a time where Battle Royales were like, you had to do it good. You had to do it in a really unique way. Mm-hmm. Somehow, a game like Apex came out of nowhere and swept the genre, while, whereas Call of Duty, they seemed like a safe bet with it, but
0: they didn't do anything people thought was notable. Nope. I they... liked it. They had no campaign as well, which really, really upset people because they're like, I'm $60 still. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of a fair point. Yeah. No campaign. It had that cool mode where you're fighting like the undead. What was that? Zombies. Very simply, it's called zombies. Yeah. And
1: then they had different modes in different uh, time periods too. Yes, that's that correct.
0: One of the zombies modes had Jeff Goldblum, but I know for a fact it wasn't Black Ops 4 and that's why it's probably at the bottom of the list. It makes list. sense. At the bottom most of the list is number 10, Minecraft. Minecraft? Minecraft. No shit, dude.
1: You're yeah. a big fan of Minecraft. I love Minecraft. Cause you're a straight up
0: creeper. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I don't know what that means. Cause I, is that the little I guy? I, I have no idea. I huh. can't even picture it. I can only picture the pickaxe and and people digging holes. That's okay. pretty much what I know of that game, right? Uh, yeah. You know what's funny? I, maker games aren't my mm. thing. I know some people are really into it and that's cool and mm-hmm. then, then they become game devs and then they make more games and I'm like this is so cool and then they give me a maker mode and I go I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I like
1: maker modes in theory more than actuality, which mm. is kind of wild. I don't know. You think I'd like any sort of game. I used to love it as a kid, but now yeah. I'm just like the idea of making and maintaining and simulating sounds kind of boring
0: for me. Did you ever uh, do the create a, create a character or sorry create a level in Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Mm-mm. no no really you wouldn't i would make like uber ramps oh, a ramp that sounds after kind of cool. ramp forever like forever ramps right it was a ramp hell <laughs> yeah. it was my favorite thing and then a lot of times there's just spikes like on the other side mm-hmm. and bottom and then it would always be like when you fall into it it goes shit it! <laughs> and then you die it's great no i and think i was like, just so
1: taken by the original creations that were in those tony hawk games that i didn't need anything else gotcha tony you,
0: hawk didn't leave me wanting you walk into a museum and you're just like i can't paint that <laughs> no, i can't paint. i don't need to add art to this this is um, all i need they perfectly placed the floating letters in Skate in this Every level. time, yeah, in the mall. I, I can't even... In on Burnside. It was awesome. A T on top of a vending machine? Oh my god. <laughs> it's a
1: fine. <laughs> um, I would check out the rest of this NPD list, though, because yeah. um, the top 20 is kind of, I think, more interesting than the top 10. You got games like Mario Kart 8, Breath of the Wild in there, so I think The Witcher 3 is in there as well, so that, right. check that out. It's, it's kind of cool.
0: Is it? Oh, did you pull it up? Yeah, I pulled it up. Witcher 3 is not on this list, dude. No, did I lie? Listen, motherfuckers, you need to start tossing your coins harder to the switcher. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on uh, number twenty in the list, I was surprised is Star Wars Battlefront, the first one Why? from twenty fifteen. Why is that I Um, I don't know. I, there seems like there's uh, like a hundred other games they would sell, and maybe a hundred other uh, Star Wars games that might have sold better. Th-
1: think of like when that game hit, though, and that like Star Wars zeitgeist, right? Like Disney oh. had just bought the property um the, force
0: awakens came out that
1: december yeah people were stoked for a new
0: battlefront game because it had been so long yeah so there was just fervor for it and they thought it'd be super good and mm. i enjoyed the game oh i love that game. i I, awesome. I do i submit to this day okay well that's an interesting little listen breath of the wild i noticed coming up at number 19 on there mm-hmm. sure yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see a zelda on there actually what sh- what this tells me is that they should have just gone multi-plat with Breath of the Wild, man.
1: Um, if they had, they probably would have sold fucking Call of Duty
0: Ghost numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been at least as, as hard of a seller as Call of Duty Ghost. <laughs> Actually, uh, that brings to mind... There is a game coming from a different Japanese uh, developer, and they're porting it over here, but in Japan somebody smashed their fucking ps4 they were so angry at this game i forget the title and it doesn't really matter but this game apes breath of the Wild's art style so closely that it enraged him he was like sony you you fucking dishonored gaming and like broke his ps4 he was so angry
1: hold on i want to look that up because i'm interested now that
0: game's actually I, oh i know why it's in the news again because it's coming out for switch as well gamer
1: smashes ps4 pro in protest of chinese <laughs> zelda boom that's what it is. Oh, it, so it's from China. Okay. Genshin Impact is an open-world Chinese-developed RPG for PS4 that was announced at E3 2019. The first gameplay footage was shown off during the China Joy Gaming Expo recently, and some gamers are not happy no yo it
0: does kind of look like that it It, looks more anime but it looks a lot like breath of the wild i agree it actually looks cool i kind of want to play it fans are describing genshin impact as a shameless
1: ripoff of breath of the wild because of the art style cooking mechanics climbing world layout and dungeons Hmm. yeah that's about right that's about right games can have that though but it's just like if you're gonna mock the style it's funny though hmm. when Oceanhorn came out people were oh. like oh yeah it looks just like wind waker but people didn't care they wanted it they, they wanted were like it. i want more wind waker mm-hmm. why wouldn't you want more breath of the wild well i think it's because it's probably so coveted right yeah a lot of people i mean there was a weird time where we thought breath of the wild sucked like when it came out people didn't like it what oh no i meant Wind waker
0: Oh, Wind Waker, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I, I got lost in conversation. No, it's okay. Sorry, I've been getting You got high. lost in my eyes. I got, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're just pools of brown. He just started talking about Zelda, and, I, and it's like, my mind went static. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy, we have some news. We've got some bad news. we got a little bit of good news, but mm. mostly it's bad news. Can you give me, like a, like, a sandwich? Like, give me the good, give me the bad, give me the good? Um, I mean, I don't think it matters, because at some point, mm. you are going to bite into... A shard of glass Okay, So wow. I don't think it. Yeah it's a mixture Okay, So I got some gamer news for gamers here Number one on here and this is a this is a good one We saw this coming in fact you predicted it before You knew it was confirmed <laughs> did. Sony has confirmed They're skipping E3 2020 Now for the second year in a row Playstation's daddy is skipping E3 A Sony spokesperson told GameIndustry.biz The following quote After careful evaluation SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 as the right venue for what we are focused on this year. End quote. Man, that is a fucking breakup have I ever heard. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I th- I think you're like you're you're good. You're so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> like you're good, but like it's. But just- we should see other people. But our relationship is not the right vision that I have for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Sony says their presence will be felt at quote hundreds of consumer events across the globe end quote in an effort to make fans feel part of the PlayStation family. What does that mean? Like, conventions? Like, what, what do they define as consumer events? It means... Gamescom? If, if you feel like you need Shuhei Yoshida to hold you, he will. You're part of the PlayStation family. Beautiful. Oh, you mean the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to show up at, at, at like conventions and stuff like that you know do little uh little pop-ups and whatnot oh i'm sorry i'm using the wrong phrase i think it's activation (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's the industry word here here's the thing about this there's some legacy going on Mm -hmm. here between sony and e3 so it's quite the divorce considering that sony has attended the show in some capacity since 1995 where the company showed off the original playstation to north american audiences damn that's big
1: yeah i mean back then they had to because they had so many odds against them
0: I guess now they feel like they're above it. Exactly. In mm-hmm. fact, I love I love those stories around that. Uh Console Wars goes into a little bit like, yeah. you know, where they tried to work with Nintendo and that's what ended up spawning the PlayStation mm-hmm. essentially and it's just like Yeah, cuz they weren't they like developing like a Nintendo with a disc drive. It, exactly, yeah. and that's what eventually became the PlayStation so they're just like, hey, we're showing up on the scene. Everyone's like Sony, this isn't a Walkman. Like, do you <laughs> yeah. understand this? Yeah. But it happened in E3. Mm. That's such a cool thing. Mm. I think you could find footage online of it too. Mm. But fourteen fucking seconds after Sony made their statement, <laughs> the ESA released their own statement. <laughs> they had this planned. They come they on. Had to have. They they probably knew for months yeah. that Sony was like they've nah, known dog. since last year. <laughs> they, <laughs> Come on, they've known. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. So, quote, E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the people, brands, and innovations redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. (sighs) Gotta take a fucking breath after your run on sentences. Now, E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, activations, partners, activations, (laughs) exhibitor spaces, activations, and programming that will entertain new and veteran attendees alike I'm, I'm pretty sure i got that right i yeah. copied and pasted that correctly yeah, yeah Yeah. anyway exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the attention of brands that view e3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide activations end quote now it's <laughs> insane they titled their, their their response like hey in response to e3 not being here this year uh-huh. and like they don't really talk Anything about Sony they don't mention
1: their name at all they
0: yeah, they like yeah. refuse to acknowledge it and they're just like we think we're the most important event in the entire world, and that doesn't change just because <laughs> one of the biggest companies in the goddamn industry has decided to skip out on us
1: um, I mean it is a clapback to be like yes, um, we are e3 just because a big name has not is not participating doesn't mean it makes us lesser it's like you're really overcompensating with all of this.
0: I think it's actually them being self-conscious in this Yeah, nation, they're super right? self-conscious. Because I always say, if you have to say it, sweetheart, <laughs> yeah. it may not be true.
1: I don't know. They so haven't been looking good
0: since the last one. They've been basically downtrending because they're having, they have this identity crisis, right? Which is, they don't know whether or not they want to be like an open consumer show, mm-hmm. kind of like a PAX they or that. a Comic-Con, which they've done. Yeah. Or if they want to be a more closed doors industry kind of show, mm-hmm. right? Like a CES, basically. Yeah. And the thing is you have different publishers that w- want to go one way or another. And Sony says, we really want to be near our fans. Cause we think like, that's the best thing to do. Do they, do they tell me your thoughts? <laughs> it's just
1: because like, I feel like if they wanted to, they would have like held a PSX last year. They might have Ooh. one plan for this year. Oh my If goodness. they really covet their fans like that, why are they talking about the PS5 to digital foundry or like wired or wherever they're talking about it? Mm-hmm. Bring it to the fans. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you can walk away from E3 but if you're going to launch a console in when? October? Is it? November? When are they launching the PS5?
0: Uh, it's going to be this winter. Okay. If they're
1: launching it then, they need to do some sort of consumer event for us.
0: Mm. They do. They have to at least do an announcement event. I heard some rumor. Again, it's it's just rumored uh, that they're going to do one late mid to late February. Okay. They're going to do an event showing off the details of the PS5, pricing, what it does, a few other key details, and... After the event, this is what I heard, I forget where I fucking read this, so take it with every grain of salt, sure. Um, they're going to open up pre-orders right after the show. Wow. So that's that's okay. what I've heard. And I think that's that's the right play, but it's like, that's probably going to be one of those, only happening in LA or some shit like that. Yeah. And only like gaming industry and select uh, parts of the fan base are going to be able to attend it. So it's going to be like this kind of one and done, rather than, I would have preferred a PSX situation. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just like you. I miss PSX. Where the fuck were they? And I think that's a very good salient point where it's just like, if they're about the fans, how come they don't do shit about the fans? And in actuality, it sounds like it was just a fucking disagreement between them and the ESA. Yeah. Yeah the price doesn't make sense you know something like that or just like they looked at it and was like we don't need to be here anymore mm. so that's that's what i've heard they bought they had some sort of disagreement
1: it's funny like we always thought about it like oh they wouldn't they wouldn't be there if they didn't have something to say right so what it was e3 2017 when they did their four tent pole things they did spider-man death stranding Ghost of Tsushima, last of us yeah and fans were kind of like this is it this is we, we've seen this before and i feel like after that that's when they're like okay We don't need to be here if we're not going to show anything. But now I feel like they have stuff to show, so why not show up? I I think the smart thing right here, okay, yeah, they have their event in February, their reveal or whatever. They need some sort of physical thing for it. Before E3 if they really want to like knock the wind out of us and like wow us. Sure. Like, I think that'd be smart on their end. Like get in there before E3, get their buzz hot before E3 happens. Before like Google or Apple Arcade or whoever the fuck else comes along and like has a hype thing that's trending. Like, yeah. So are, they need are, to get in early with their console buzz.
0: Are you disappointed that they're not coming to E3?
1: I don't really care. Like, I, E3 is whatever. E3, I, I, I watch for the, the press junkets and the reveals, you know? I don't yeah. attend.
0: It's a big so, commercial. Yeah,
1: it, I like that sort of stuff. But I think in terms of Sony, you do your early reveal before E3, and then do a PSX in, like, November december maybe and let our get let us get our hands on it let us see those new ps5 next gen tentpole games in person let us get our hands on them
0: talk about them teraflops let me see Mm, how's my girl teraflops doing
1: i want to see no loading times
0: no loading like mark cerny intended nothing you're in it you're you're already on the ground in Fortnite. the rest of the people they're up in the sky loading you're on the ground you're on the ground with ninja
1: you're, you guys are best friends
0: now. You guys, you, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not a female, you guys are best friends right now.
1: Yeah, 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 for um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. What, what about you? Do you feel like.
0: I miss Showman Sony basically uh, yeah. the showmanship behind them doing their e3 yeah. pressers because like again we all remember the 2013 uh e3 reveal of the ps4 they fucking owned the messaging there that was awesome they yeah. won the crowd over immediately and that really set the course for the rest of the generation so it's, all, it's so it's kind of odd where you know they're like uh the vision for e3 is not good and i was like it worked out pretty well for you guys in the mm. past so something obviously changed behind the scenes sure. for their impression but for me just get the messaging out there and land it. My mm. preference, do PSX. Do shit like that. Yeah. If you don't want to be E3, at least give something to us mm. like that. But do anything. To, to do anything. Because you know? it seems so
1: misaligned with like who they are as a public company. Yeah. That's weird.
0: I mean, we lost a, a lot of lost a lot of captains. We talked about that before. That's true. There In is Vision. this
1: weird transition behind the scenes with them. Like, right. No more Sean Layden. Shuhei is doing his own indie effort. You <laughs> they, know?
0: they basically gave him a broom closet. And they're just like, hey, yeah. go ahead and just chill here for the rest of your so who
1: it's what Jim Ryan and Herman Holsch now
0: Herman Holsch, yeah. the 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 Hol the Hulkster
1: maybe that's hard too though when you're going through those big shakeups like it's hard to maintain a presence like on a uh, sorry nationwide stage at events like big conferences like E3 or whatever else because like you have to plan that and if your company is like shuffling around behind the scenes like it's harder to orchestrate maybe
0: yeah that's know. that could be very true too and then as for E3 yeah yeah your your time in the sun is kind of kind of getting short yeah. at this point and that that's just the way things are moving right like we information could be lightning bolt to us where it's like all you have to do is drop a trailer right now on youtube and mm-hmm. it's going to be just as hype as it would be fucking watching uh an e3 press conference mm-hmm. right but i'm getting it right now i'm getting it on my terms yeah. actually i'm getting it on the terms of the company themselves rather than them going through a middleman that shit just makes more and more sense mm-hmm. and then e3 doesn't it, it's never sounded like it figured out how to make it a very good consumer show, kind of like what is them. But we're not done talking about Sony, friend. Number two on here is that Horizon Zero Dawn is likely coming to PC. Oh. Goodness, great. Does that make you mad? It makes me real fucking mad, huh. dude. Real, I feel fucking <laughs> betrayed by Sony. What the fuck? I'm going to snap every single exclusive that I have in half, even though most of my collection is third-party games. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, Kotaku reports that Guerrilla's 2017 hit Open World title is coming to PC this year. Uh, the site says players should expect Horizon to release on both Steam and Epic Games Store. Look at that, it's even it's even uniting the gamers as it's making its transition, right? Wow. that's great. And that the game will likely outperform the PS4 version's locked 30 frames per second. Can you imagine how buttery it would look?
1: Ooh. Damn. Like 60 frames on PC? Holy shit. Yo,
0: I wish... God, I wonder... I wonder if the PS5 would upscale it to, like, 60 or old games like that. I don't know. Does it not perform
1: at 60 on the Pro?
0: Um, I can't verify. Mm. No, I don't know. I've actually never played Horizon on my Pro. Okay. Yeah. Mm. This unprecedented move may seem precedented at a glance. After all, Quantic Dream's catalog of PlayStation exclusives have found their way to PC, Mm -hmm. and Kojima Productions' Death Stranding is actually computer-bound this summer. That. Except... Guerrilla Games is owned by Sony Interactive Entertainment, which puts the "un" back in unprecedented. This has never happened.
1: That's what I wondered. I wondered if yes. they were second party or first party. They're first party. Okay. So. Yeah, That's weird.
0: Uh huh. Now, Sony did not respond to Kotaku regarding this report, but seems like that's the thing, man. Which is very interesting because we see Xbox making exactly that move, and they uh-huh. say that's going to be their play for next gen what does that look like for sony is it just like one of those things where they're gonna keep the exclusive to themselves because that's how they think they need to sell hardware and then like three years later be like Uh here you go here's ghost shima on pc or something or do you think it's going to be like we're going to see more of this
1: this is definitely a testing ground for it Hmm. and we've seen it with their other second party uh ip you know we've seen it over the decades we see it with franchises like tomb raider final fantasy kingdom hearts uh, now Quantic Dreams games which that was an interesting one when that happened a few months ago but then again I, I think we always thought of Quantic Dream as first party but they're really not.
0: No, nah, yeah. definitely not.
1: But this is so interesting and I, I don't think we're far away from it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we were to see like Spider-Man on PC, you know.
0: I think people would go nuts if Bloodborne finally got over to That'd the PC. That'd be wild. Yeah. That'd be fucking insane. The modding community would go ham on that game, dude. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I I honestly think it's one of those things where they know these companies know that the games are the thing. Mm-hmm. The games are what bring us there, mm-hmm. right? It's not just the hardware specs. It's in conjunction, of course, yeah, of but course. it's like if you can get the the Word of Horizon and exclusives like that, Actually, the way that I would play it is doing the delayed releasing. Let's say, like... Two years. Or a year, even. Nah, two years. Really? Two years? To
1: really milk, like, all those gross sales.
0: Right, but then you get people that are on PC that may not have, like, a PS4 or 5, Mm. and they're like, oh, fuck. They made a sequel to Horizon? I really want to get that. Maybe, maybe it's one of those kind of situations. Where uh-huh. It's bait. Yeah, I'm a conspiracy theorist when it comes to these companies. No, well, it's smart like businesses
1: know how to play the game like yeah. that. They're playing fucking maniacal chess with their releases and.
0: But that that would all be that. A, a different mentality than what Xbox has going on right now, which is we we don't want we're not in the exclusive game anymore.
1: No, they have nothing to lose. They actually have everything to gain from doing something like that, like their partnership with uh, Nintendo, all the stuff they've been doing with them, right? Uh, like seeing games like Ori now on on Nintendo,
0: like yeah, I don't think Sony, I don't think Sony would go exactly the same route. That that doesn't seem their bag. Right? Mm. Just going like, our console doesn't matter anymore. No, they've always been hardware oriented in that way. And they haven't figured out a good ecosystem for things. I I think, yeah, we talked about PS Now is not where it needs to be. Mm -mm. If they figure that out, which looks like it's probably just going to adopt the Xbox Game Pass model for next generation. That seems smart to me. They'd have to. If they don't, it would be crazy. I'd be like, oh, you're doing the same shit again? Yeah, they they
1: can't get away with that because the catalog is so scant for PS Now and it doesn't run well enough to justify having that few like, Standout games. <laughs> that's true. My thing is like we. So we say that about Xbox, right? Like okay, they have these partnerships, but like only until recently have we seen like an Xbox game elsewhere, like with the uh, the Master Chief Collection on PC. But like that's right. they're still holding their exclusives close, but they're just making bolder uh, business moves. These partnerships like, that would be seen as sacrilege in the days of the console wars, but like Microsoft's like you know if I can give a hand to Nintendo and we could work together, that's good buzz. Their uh, Minecraft partnership that they had, yeah. the Play Anywhere. Thing was fucking such big buzz for them. I mean, so. the,
0: the nature of wars changed for yeah. them. They're playing on different terms. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think it's kind of a, a gamble yeah. a little bit because you asked the question on the last episode, which is then why would I get an Xbox Series X? Mm-hmm. You know, if it works on my Xbox One or something like yeah. that. I think that's a good question. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't see it immediately mm-hmm. what the play is there, but it's one of those things where it's like it's obviously good for gamers and customers yeah, it's, it's consumer just, friendly it's it's yeah it's super consumer friendly for the benefit of not xbox it seems mm. but maybe we're wrong if it gets into their yeah. ecosystem so yeah, it'd true. be interesting to see sony take a similar play going like hey 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 hey, hey. Ghost of Tsushima is coming out on PC, even if you have to wait like just a little bit. We're going to continue doing that kind of thing to foster Mm -hmm. more of like we're going to build our community rather than just saying we're going to lock you onto our island. Mm -hmm. Basically,
1: I think that's the smartest play. Like, build your console at launch the best you can with like you know exclusivity, and then give it to PC. I don't think like don't share the bread with Xbox so much. Maybe make these little (laughs) indie concessions even with um, uh, Nintendo. Like, oh, how cool would it be to see like you know journey on the switch or like little like would be exclusives. So. i
0: also want to see a lot of old playstation 1 games on the switch whatever cool. whatever could make that happen yeah that would be great that would make me very happy mm-hmm. now oh shit we have to get to unhappy <laughs> okay uh item three on here sir square enix delays final fantasy 7 remake and marvel's avengers Ooh. <laughs> ooh. It's okay, we'll get through this. We'll one of those I'm not surprised about. Um, and yeah, one of those is absolutely necessary. Yeah, <laughs> In my opinion, but we'll get there. Originally slated for March 3rd, the highly anticipated return to Midgar has been postponed, gamers. Producer Yoshinori Katase wrote on the publisher site, quote, In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision, the quality that our fans, who have been waiting for, uh, deserve, we have decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020, end quote. Not a huge push, Mm-mm. by the way. Not a huge push, no. but yeah. Like, just a month. Kind of surprising. I didn't expect it to come, but like, okay. Yeah, yeah, Just a month. But Katase says his team will use extra weeks to apply final polish to the game. On the Western front, Crystal Dynamics' take on the Avengers has been shoved out of May and will now launch September 4th, so that the studio can, quote deliver the ultimate Avengers gaming experience, end quote. The company wrote on their site, quote, When we set out to bring you our vision for Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op, and compelling content for years to come. To that end, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards our fans expect and deserve, end quote. You think they had the same PR company? what the fans are. i was like damn we got some highfalutin fans out Mm -hmm. there demanding the gold standard for everything i think think what happens
1: with this one is Mm -hmm. crystal dynamics was probably afraid of a sonic the hedgehog situation like when marvel's avengers launched at e3 people were kind of taken aback by like the character models oh yeah and, uh captain
0: america looks like a cop
1: and the way that it played people were like this does not perform well like the the in-game cutscenes, sure but the actual gameplay they're like eh, it's not smooth it's kind of choppy it could use some a lot of polish and i'm not surprised too if they just added kamala khan like i feel like you really do have to like put your shoulder to fine-tuning everything at that point you know huh, yeah
0: and the thing is that i keep on forgetting especially looking at the footage that we've already seen yeah is that this is meant to be a game that they support for years yeah by itself it's mm-hmm. not it's not gonna be on the on the same terms as like a spider-man i looked at the game and i was like this looks really not baked yet i don't know i don't see the vision that these guys are talking like it's very rigid it reminds me of like a ps2 era adaptation <laughs> yeah. of a licensed game which is like we're just gonna have this rigid campaign and that's it And i was like oh yeah there's co-op well, we haven't seen that, so how does that, that work? Mm-hmm. And that makes me wonder, like, shit, this game needs to get delayed. I was hoping it got delayed. <laughs> yeah, I cause was it, too. Because it like, needs more time.
1: I I was not impressed by anything that I've seen from it so far. And uh, Sony... and I'm sorry, Square Enix, rather, and Crystal Dynamic would Squeenix. be... Squeenix. Squeenix. They would be... Uh, low to do what some other games of services developers have done where it's like we're gonna launch a game and it's not baked and we're gonna just kind of support it as we go because that's what we can do with the game of service don't do that here like deliver like a a very good marvel avengers game out the gate sure you can support it over time i'm sure after a while like we'll play through the campaign and it's gonna kind of kind of feel repetitive but like at least put enough effort in to make it feel like it's a baked game when it releases we've seen too many examples of that not working for developers yep star wars battlefront 2 you know very true. So,
0: and that game took, like, what, two years to
1: finally get to, like, being years. decent again? They can't wait two years for this game to get good. No. They, they put too much money and time and assets into it for it to, to flounder like that. And even, like, Disney is probably like, yo, we, we need this game to be good.
0: Especially so. since the precedent was set pretty fucking high with uh, Insomniac games over with the PS4. God it's it's one of the best fucking games of the generation right yeah uh, spider-man i mean it was one of the best-selling games on the on the ps4 right yeah that's true so for this to kind of you know i i'm glad they've taken the time and looked sure. and said like hey this needs more time right yeah this can't go out the door right then but and i think that's fine with avengers Final Fantasy VII, on the other hand, this this kind of seemed like what like a late stage, like ooh, there's something critical not working, and we need a couple more weeks to make it work. Like mm. I, I don't know what it is, right? Because everything we've seen in the game looks polished, looks beautiful, right?
1: I guess I mean we've seen a lot of. Gorgeously rendered cutscenes and a lot of amazing character yeah. animations and all this stuff. But in terms of gameplay, we've maybe seen like the first hour of Midgar. Like, there's so much more of that game that we don't know about. So they could have like a really baked out, like, good first five hours of like a vertical slice of the game. Mm-hmm. But there might have been stuff down the line that's like, well, what do we do when we're getting towards the end of Midgar? Like, it doesn't feel balanced or maybe it's not ready here. Da, 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 da. Like, th- I feel like that it was inevitable it was going to get delayed because mm. you know a square enix game is always delayed these days look how many it times to 15 be. was delayed kingdom hearts 3 you know mm. and that's okay
0: i'm surprised that like uh maybe it's for the sake of pre-orders but i'm surprised they don't just like give you a tentative season we're like we're aiming for spring 2020 mm. yeah. and just like keep it like that and yeah. then and then a couple months before just be like by the way comes out april 3rd mm-hmm. are they afraid they'll get less pre-orders or anything like that because i feel like people are going to be excited for the game nonetheless and yeah. if you just give them like kind of a a rough draft idea of when it's going to land then you're not on the hook for like quote-unquote disappointing people mm-hmm. i'm never disappointed about delays i do not give a fuck about delays that is totally fine that they need to take more time on a game however mm-hmm. we'll we'll discuss this with this next item yeah apparently delays have a consequence as well which i don't find as fun basically Mm.
1: so my thing with this one is like who are the sort of people that are getting upset that this game's being delayed right like final fantasy is super coveted right people are stoked about this game but like there are other games that are coming out like a month isn't that serious like don't get super beds out of shape and upset about it like it's not like it got canceled
0: yeah that, that would be the worst so like it's
1: still happening just chill,
0: and I, I I do get it. I guess people have been waiting for Final Fantasy 7 for a
1: long a, time, a decade. No, they've been waiting for the idea of it for a long yes, time. Yes, that's correct.
0: <laughs> like that's they correct. only
1: announced it in 2015. That's true. or maybe 2014. I forget, but like it something hasn't like that. that long.
0: Yeah, 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 you're right. So, you're right. This, can we talk
1: about this though? Before we talked about that, sure. Where this isn't this that. Initially, we thought Cyberpunk was still coming out in this window, right? And you thought it was so interesting. You're like, why would Square Enix delay their game to put it right on top of Cyberpunk?
0: I see conspiracy in everything. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time on Reddit. Um <laughs> I, I I wondered about it because I was I even looked up like the end of Japan's financial uh-huh. fiscal year would be March thirty first, I believe. So it's like, what's it matter then? You're already gonna be in the next fiscal year, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm why April 10th in between sandwiched between Resident Evil 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 Mm -hmm. rather than just like why not May why not get like a month to yourself like Mm -hmm. what what is it you know my point is it companies are very strategic about the decisions that they make in release dates like there's a lot going on there probably more than I know and I'm just like man you have to understand that Cyberpunk was going to eat this game's lunch Mm -hmm. in western markets now in Japan nobody's gonna give a shit Final Fantasy VII is going to be in the top of the charts for a thousand years. Sure. But everywhere else, it's like, damn, why do that? Unless they knew CD Projekt Red was going to kick that shit back over to September.
1: Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. some interesting... Like, I'm sure they had some
0: insider intel about that. Got some fucking video game spies? <laughs> some video game spies? Or are they on 4chan themselves looking for the dirt? <laughs> no, Katase's nephew
1: is over at fucking CD Projekt Red and doing some sleuthing for them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, he's consulting. He's yeah. consulting. And he's like, Why does he have he's a the, really he's the tiny camera? consultant? <laughs> he just keeps on hiding between behind the ferns and just taking like click click like what what's happening here?
1: Yeah. They just expect it because it's part of like Night City's decoupage, but it's
0: just like, no, there's a guy spying and <laughs> There's straight up a Japanese man spying on us in the waiting room, guys. What? What do you mean? <laughs> anyway the game's fucking delayed yeah. <laughs> number four on here my friend cd project red has delayed cyberpunk 2077 by <gasps> five whole months wow that's a are wild. you surprised by this one yes actually i not. i thought it would happen but then again shame on me right mm. Witcher three got delayed like what four times yeah at least Okay, well, it's fucking considered one of the best games ever goddamn made. Sounds like it was fine, and mm-hmm. the gamers were okay once it came out.
1: Yeah, no, to- <laughs> right? totally. And I think that's what they were trying to ensure, that like, they released a game that was like delivered
0: mm-hmm. on every front for them. The good times just keep rolling away from us, it seems. Adding to the high-profile delay pile, The Witcher 3 developer Cyberpunk 2077 has slipped from April 16th to September 17th. Will you live?
1: Games keep on slipping, slipping, slipping
0: <laughs> into the ocean. <laughs> I don't know what the gamer ocean would be. Anyway, CD Projekt Red's co founder, Marcin Iwinski, and studio head Adam Badowski said the following in a Twitter statement. That's oh, how you know it's real. How, dude. Yeah, that's how you know it's real. It's not real if it's not on Twitter. <laughs> and if you don't have a check mark, it's like it's like I don't even hear you, right? No. Now, quote, We are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Night City is massive full of stories, content, and places to visit, but due to the sheer scale and complexity of it all, we need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. We want Cyberpunk 2077 to be our crowning achievement for this generation, and postponing launch will give us the precious months we need to make the game perfect and Quote, though the new date has the game rubbing elbows with the release window for next-gen consoles, Cyberpunk 2077 is only coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC still. According to VG247's Sheriff Saeed, the developer called an emergency press conference with its shareholders because Cyberpunk getting delayed is like the Challenger explosion of the video game world. (laughs) When asked by an an investor if the delay would force the team to crunch, joint CEO Adam Kaczynski replied, quote, to some degree, yes. End quote. He went on to explain, quote, We try to limit crunch as much as possible, but it is a final stage. We try to be reasonable in this regard, but yes, unfortunately. End quote. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. That's the thing that made me think. Where I was like, I, I think delays are good. Mm-hmm. And I had it in the back of my head, my optimistic, stupid head. You dumb baby head. My dumb baby head. With my soft, soft brain, that perhaps the <laughs> delay meant that teams didn't have to break their backs to get it out the door. That the delay meant, hey, we're going to miss this mark because we just can't uh, feasibly do this mm-hmm. without burning ourselves out. But instead... I'm finding out, and a lot of game dev Twitter is speaking out about this, saying that every delay means crunch. It means more and more crunch. Crunch, crunch, crunch. And if you're unfamiliar, I remind you what crunch is. Crunch is basically extended periods of overtime where toward the end of a game a company forces its employees to commit to this and it actually burns people out emotionally physically and even fucks up their personal lives because they don't have one they're working all the fucking time like an exorbitant amount of hours like 100 hours a week something like that right so i hate to i I hate to think that it's like oh okay that means five months of crunch for the studio you read blood, sweat, and pixels, though. Like you. I know. So here's the thing: like <laughs> you're like you're not stupid, right? No, like, but you. This I, is how I it know works. you didn't go to school, but you
1: read blood, sweat, and pixels. <laughs> so like you know that, like okay, in the case of The Witcher Three, right when they were kind of crunching and delaying that game like every time they delayed it meant they were still crunching to that deadline like working around the clock hiring more people to do the shoulder work rewriting doing this this or that just because they're delaying it doesn't mean they're finishing it in the same vision they might be changing things they might be like rewriting they might be doing this or that so yeah I, i'm not completely surprised well
0: there's a quote from that book and i'm sorry i'm paraphrasing i remember they said <laughs> even if you have nine people making a baby it still takes nine months to make a baby yeah Like, no matter how many people that you burn against the clock to do this, it's not good. In fact, there's been studies that prove extended periods of crunch don't lead to more efficiency out of your team Mm -hmm. in fact they
1: you're just burning them out for a longer timeline
0: exactly (laughs) doesn't that make sense you're making these people fucking tired so that shit sucks that like it does again and always i hear from industry leaders and it's like is it the what is it is it the expectation from the gamers Mm -hmm. to release this super quality product like maybe it's a little bit of that maybe i mean toxic expectations right that's a very toxic expectation for me I would not give a fuck if they were like, "Hey, we need until 2021 mm-hmm. for Cyberpunk." I'd be like, "Okay, take it." Will that make? Will that piss people off? Well, the answer is yes. It has. You need to understand when it comes to video games. Mm-hmm. When it comes to thinking about people are burning themselves out making something versus me really wanting something, I'm mm-hmm. always going to side with, "Hey, you should treat people fucking humanely." Yeah. That's it. Like that's my thing. Like, like it, there's
1: no conversation to be had about that. Like, treat them humanely. Let the, let them work right. at their rate.
0: Yeah, and maybe maybe that's a different mentality. But it's like for me, it's like I don't care if I pre-ordered it. I don't care how excited mm-hmm. I am for it. If they tell me that they need to slip it into next year because they're not, they refuse to have people working hundred-hour weeks, mm-hmm. fucking coding coding balls on a horse, yeah. basically divorce horse that's <laughs> back it's back
1: <laughs> uh
0: no fuck that right
1: i i know i completely completely agree there um my thing is like okay games have been rushed before and those games that get rushed i'm never pleased with the outcome sure there have been situations where games have been delayed and there's still something wrong with them but i think we still get a higher quality higher polished game By them doing that, by them giving themselves the time to be like, hey, this isn't ready. In all fairness, let's push it back. We see it happen all the time, you know? Even even a game like Destiny, right? That game was delayed a bunch, and when it launched, people could still say it wasn't feature complete or it wasn't quite what it is in its end game, and people were disappointed with it, but it's like, I couldn't imagine what it would have been like before if they tried to release it sooner. It would have been like a beta version. Like yeah. give the devs the time. They're working on a product that they obviously love. They want it to be of the highest quality for the fans because they want it to be something that they can share in its best form. Because like they know they love it and they want you to love it too. Uh they don't want to rush and release you a bad product. I don't think anybody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. If anything, publishers want, you know, developers to do that so they can move on to the next thing. But, you know, I don't think any developer wants to like, you know, skirt on development or, or push on their product sooner than it's it's ready to be pushed
0: how about we get the perspective of, of a developer yeah um john Reisenbach actually took to twitter he's a junior producer at sega and he localized all of the yakuza games mm-hmm. uh for north america he actually said quote disappointed to hear various game delays are resulting in more crunch for devs unfortunately this is common industry practice and unless we demand fair healthy working conditions for game developers It always will be. Hmm. Devs are people, not tools to be used and thrown away. End quote. And that's, how is that a disagreeable thing, right? Hmm. Like, my excitement for a title should never outweigh that, ever unfortunately i I look just looking online like i have twitter open here for that one uh statement from cd project red Uh and just seeing the replies to it like there's one there's one dude talking about how he's so pissed off because he's like i took holiday to play this game Mm -hmm. and he's like nah i'll probably watch streams but i have no holiday left so for me it's impossible to play this game anyway and i'm like oh Okay, why why do you feel the need to tell a developer that? You made a personal choice. Yeah, to, to take, take this time, time off. off. That's
1: on you, dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. And just like a lot of people getting there just getting pissed off. And I'm like, you need to stop with it. Like one guy, uh y'all stated at one point you didn't want to put a release date on it until it was ready. And then at E3 you did put a date on it. What the fuck happened? <laughs> um, it's not ready. It's not ready. Like it's fucking simple, dude. Hey, here's a fun thing. All release dates are fucking arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It is external pressures and internal yeah. pressures to make that happen it's a fucking publisher saying you need to hit this fiscal quarter we think that's a good time mm-hmm. for it and then when we have a lot of marketing energies that we need to plan and coordinate ahead of time yeah. that's when you guys need to get it done
1: it's literally like the investors pushing their fucking hand
0: is that the re- is that the reality of what the dev team has to face no dude unless they fucking crunch yeah. get the fuck out of here with this bullshit we need we, <laughs> we need this mentality to permeate not just like amongst the studios mm-hmm. but amongst the fucking fan base too I don't
1: think everybody is as empathetic or understanding as we'd hope.
0: No. It it kind of sucks. One dude's going like, if you love your job, it won't seem like crunch to you. That was one actual (laughs) fucking reply, dude. Like, no, you guys need to fucking flip your switch. They're just video games. There's more important things in the world, especially when people are fucking suffering to get you your fucking cyberpunk bullshit, okay? Mm
1: -hmm. It doesn't fuck me up, right? And it doesn't fuck somebody like you up either, because we play a wide range of games in a given calendar year right like we're playing something like at any given time so if a game gets delayed it's probably a good thing for us because we have so many other things on our plate yo april looks free april looks great now breezy april was stressing me the fuck out with final fantasy 7 with resident evil 3 cyberpunk and i was like there's one of these games i'm not going to play and unfortunately it's going to be cyberpunk because i don't have the time for
0: that i get it we're not normal people right like any other person would be like i have to make a choice especially if you you know that's that's what's going on for you
1: so if you're the sort of consumer where it's like maybe you you only buy one game every few months and this was something you were really really looking forward to like you can be upset for sure but like don't attack devs like you know i've been upset when things have been delayed for sure for sure but like not to the point of like vitriol like your release yeah hmm?
0: what was <laughs> that
1: um i am not in the slightest surprise that this game was delayed because when they showed it in e3 they showed it at a closed event fans have not had their hands on this game. We haven't seen nearly anything about it. I'm sure... Like, it looks cool. Like, the idea of Night City in that game looks cool, but we haven't seen shit from it. I'm so sorry this game was going to be delayed. Like, it was inevitable.
0: The multiplayer mode for the game won't come out until 2022. I didn't even know there was going to be one. I know yeah. either. So that's uh, kind of cool. Good. Delay it to 2025. Yeah. Delay it to actually 2077. I, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever you need to do to not fucking set these people's innards on yeah. fire to fucking deliver this game. That, that's all.
1: I'm surprised that it's not going to be cross-gen actually um but then thinking about the story of the witcher 3 and bloodshot and pixels like they i think they were pushed to make it cross-gen but then like no if we single focus it to just like one console generation it's easier on our devs we don't have to worry about like <laughs> yeah that's cross right they, genre, they, or cross um generations. yeah support. they canceled
0: the 360 version yeah. of it in ps3 edition yeah i think that's that's yeah. smart and so for them they're just like we're, we didn't design this game for a ps5 and xbox series x mm. we're not going to right now fucking at the tail end of its of its development cycle. Mm. What game did that? That was Final Fantasy Fifteen that did that shit, right? Yeah. Alright, that's fine. Whatever. I'm I'm still excited about the game. Mm-hmm. I just wish it would come to us in better circumstances. That yeah, it hobbles yeah. my excitement a little bit. All right. But let's get on to good news. Sure. Alright. Good news for Nintendo fans. Yeah. Anyway. Good
1: news for people who like bad news.
0: That's a great album, actually. Yeah. All right, number five on here is Nintendo is adding another Fire Emblem character. Oh, wait,
1: that's bad news.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's adding another Fire Emblem character to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, man. Oh, The final addition to the Fighters Pass DLC pack is Byleth. Mm-hmm. Announced during last week's 38-minute Nintendo Direct, Byleth is the main playable character from the Switch title Fire Emblem 3 Houses which daniel owns Idea. i haven't played it yet players will be able to choose from byleth's male or female incarnations and the character will cut through your favorite nintendo icons using their sword sphere axe and bow i that's, said sphere that's kind of dope fear spear Masahiro sakurai admitted that byleth's inclusion to smash was kept secret <laughs> even internally and that many were surprised by his final pick for the dlc sakurai also notes that byleth isn't much of a grappler but more of a quote Distance Demon I like that what you like, baby? I'm a distance. I'm a distance. I'm a, demon. a distance, Steven. Okay. Byleth also comes with three houses' main setting: the Garrick Mock Monastery. I don't know what that is. Mm. And several characters from each house will cameo in the background. Okay. Now, fear not, Smashers. Smash Ultimate's roster will continue to grow in Fighters Pass Volume Two, which will see six new characters released between 2020 and December 2021. That's a long time. Yeah. Sakurai told fans that all six fighters have already. Mm. Been chosen so they can fuck off from his Twitter mentions. (laughs) Nintendo also announced a DLC expansion is coming to Three Houses called Cindered Shadows. The DLC inadvertently turns the game's title into a misnomer by focusing on a secret fourth house called The Ashen Wolves. Cindered Shadows is included with three or maybe four houses, $25 (laughs) season pass. Yeah, they have to change the name now. They have to change the name, It's dude. a lie. Yeah, they do fucking phonies over there at Nintendo, right? <laughs> now, um, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. I'm not a Fire Emblem guy. Mm-hmm. I haven't really played any of them um mm. and apparently from people that were super invested in smash there's been a lot of disappointment that it is a mm-hmm. what the eighth or ninth fire emblem character i, at this point? I
1: lost track there's so many it there, might be eight or nine
0: they're yeah, yeah right around there there's a lot of Fire Emblem characters mm-hmm. in there and there's a lot of sword characters in game already i get that i mean i guess
1: they're like a big deal like if, if you're really talking about nintendo's eastern market like mm-hmm. fire emblem is huge to them it is huge so that, you know why not include a very healthy roster of characters from that franchise i know some people were upset at the choosing a byleth like they're like there's so many other characters within three houses that you could have pivoted around but they're like it's cool that we're at least getting a character from it three houses wasn't really celebrated in a how do i want to say it? award space or amongst games media like it's critically acclaimed i think by like Colts. Like cult fans? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think by cults. <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah. critically acclaimed in a cult sense.
0: I, I don't know. I, I feel a little differently. I feel like games media has been pretty supportive of the game. Sure. I, I do agree. It this is the most mainstream Fire Emblem has ever been a lot of people going crazy for it a lot of good word of mouth around it but I still think like yeah you're right it's still basically a cult game Mm -hmm. technically Um, and it didn't it didn't win much at the uh, game awards right
1: no it was up for a bunch it was cool to see it up for awards like I've heard nothing but really really cool stuff about that game it's apparently really long and each of the three campaigns is very substantial and there's a lot of high replay value and it's supposed to be like immaculate in in terms of the, the Fire Emblem uh, you know titles, but like I don't know. I haven't played it. Um, yeah. I don't have the Smash Season Pass, so I don't care what characters you put in the game at this point. Like. It, it, it's not for me because I don't have it. Um, I think they're making interesting choices. But, you know, if if this is what Sakurai wants to do, let the man do what he wants. He's let been working on this game for like a hundred years. He, he, let gave him live. You,
0: he gave you the best uh, yeah. Smash Brothers game in, in existence. Like really,
1: though. You know, leave him alone. I think it's interesting how they're kind of like pumping like little bits of support for other franchi- franchises that we might want. Like um, Cuphead. Is now um uh, what do they call him a me fighter yeah um which is pretty dope. There's an Assassin's Creed character, so he's like trying to like really kind of spread the support out for every sort of fan, but it just you know it's a bummer when a main playable character comes along and it's not what people are looking for. You know,
0: I mean it was so this <laughs> sorry, but the numbers there. Mm-hmm. Are always gonna be uneven. Mm -hmm. There is one character on everybody's mind, and there's actually only gonna be one choice that makes it into the game. Mm -hmm. There's like so, there's 500 characters that people would love to see. One's getting in there. You're gonna be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just let him do what he wants. It yeah. probably it looks like a fun character. I, I saw the video. I was like, oh shit, actually looks fun.
1: Looking back on the first season pass for Smash, it's super interesting. I like every decision he's made so far. Joker, Banjo Kazooie, Terry, the Dragon uh, Quest Warrior Hero, Byleth. Like, so these are really cool choices. Like, you know, it's not like we're getting. Uh, you know, people would want Waluigi, obviously. But, like, we're not getting carbon copy characters. We're getting, like, really dynamic characters from franchises that haven't had representation yet in Smash. And that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it could have been just yeah. a thing of Echo Fighters. It's exactly. It's yeah, not. it could have
1: been another Dark Samus.
0: And know? it's not just the Fighters. It's fucking new levels and music, too. That, and
1: that's awesome. It's like, a lot of content. There's so much content and thought that gets put into every character and you got to figure too like he also has to rebalance the game for it too so like there's work happening you know he's not just putting in a character and not thinking about it like he's really thinking about how to redesign the game around each new character he puts
0: in can i ask you uh do you think that there's one person at that studio responsible for making a new kirby model for every new character that's added to the game they're just like okay, that's uh, one guy's job do i put a blue wig (laughs) on on him now fuck they'll give him the sword or do i give him the bow
1: god fuck Damn it. God, okay. what if they put fucking Bowsette in the game? What do I do then?
0: <laughs> what, what, what happens? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not fucked up about it. I'm not it. fucked up about it. it nobody could be fucked up about it. But yeah. apparently
1: the, the internet they're they're memeing really hard on it. You know, they're all Who's like, mad? Who's mad?
0: Who's mad? Sure. Yeah. Cool. I'm not like. mad about it though. I don't... Yeah, I'm fine. And it's probably easier to get a Nintendo property character in there yeah. than doing another third party, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably so much red tape, and that can impact, like, over time. What if you can't download that character, like, fucking 10 years from now? And everyone's like, fuck, sure. Banjo-Kazooie was in the game, right? And it was like, it was so long ago, no one remembers, <laughs> <Yeah>. child. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if it's one of those? You don't want that, right? No, not we at all. We lost Scott Pilgrim that way, dog.
1: <laughs> that That's a very good point, actually. Yeah. Like, you, you maintain the right to keep your intelligence... Your, your properties, rather, um, and by doing it that way, doing it first party. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think... Because we will probably stay in smash regardless like, <laughs>
0: yeah yeah of course
1: I, I don't i don't think i've ever seen a game depatch characters like that
0: no yeah me neither actually <laughs> yeah. weird i've only ever seen like rock band do it to certain songs because like the rights got fucked up or mm. whatever record label went down in flames that's that's way different though like the, super different the yeah.
1: copyright and, and licensing for music is so fucked sometimes it's complicated it is complicated yeah, yeah.
0: they have entire lawyers for that all right number six on here i got another bummer but it's it's better to know it's better to know than to hope, I think. Sure. Right? Do you agree with that sentiment, Daniel?
1: I believe whatever you tell me sometimes. He <laughs> once convinced me that I had to bring my own doors to the state of Washington
0: because That's they it. don't provide them. And the part true facts. You I told convinced him that. me that. I told him that at the beginning of the drive <laughs> and just forgot that I told him that. And then when he got here, you he just like, what? wait, there's doors. Wait, what was the first thing that you told me when we pulled up driveway? was like, I guess we got to go home Depot.
1: <laughs> I was really upset about it. Cause find like, some doors, cause like. moving as stressful as it is. And that's where it got me in a point of vulnerability, like moving stresses yeah. me out. So you told me I have to like, worry about doors. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't think about that. And I was like, I had to plan like $600 aside just for
0: doors. Why am I like this? I don't know. <laughs> Number six on here. <laughs> Left for dead three is absolutely not in production. Hmm. Motherfuckers. I'm not surprised, but motherfuckers. Anyway, in a statement provided to IGN, the McDonald's of gaming websites, Valve put the kibosh on rumors that a third Left 4 Dead... Was in development. A Valve representative said they have seen rumors regarding the potential sequel, but they say it's all misinformation. Quote We did briefly explore some Left 4 Dead next gen opportunities a few years ago, but we are absolutely not working on anything L4D related now, haven't for years. End quote. Despite all appearances, Valve hasn't completely abandoned making games in favor of rolling in Steam money. In March, the company will release Half-Life Alyx, a VR midquel, to the acclaimed franchise that put Valve on the map. Meanwhile, Turtle Rock Studios, the developer that first created Left 4 Dead, is working on a spiritual successor to the franchise called Back for Blood, which will release on a day during the calendar year. I- I'm trying to say I don't know. <laughs> we have no idea when we that's We have no out. idea when that fucking game's coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I think Valve spends more time telling people they aren't making games than actually than making actually games. Making yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting. Is that the look you want to put that put out there? Um just be like, <sighs> I don't know, maybe scratch like have somebody on, on camera scratching their face with, with three, three fingers. fingers up, just like, <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps. <laughs> and that's it. It's like
1: when they revealed Call of Duty black ops 4 on somebody's hat yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like little subtle things that are kind of not that subtle
0: exactly but, but um no that's I, a that's a bummer i miss left for dead
1: no i do too but like once i heard they were working on um back for blood or sorry back for blood um i didn't think they'd be working on left for dead anytime soon because they're working on a successor they're working on something different
0: well well i mean that's not valve making that yeah game, that's right? turtle rock turtle rock yeah, turtle yeah. rock yeah turtle rock like i guess they made the game and then walked away, and then it didn't make part two. It's mm-hmm. a weird legacy that Valve had there. Yeah. Like they published the first one, but made the second one, okay. and then decided to let the brand die with them. Mm. Yeah, which is disappointing, right? They do that a lot, though. Portal, Half Life, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Half Life's fortress Half Life's coming yeah. back.
1: Do you think they'll take an interesting walk with Left 4 Dead though? Like, it, so say Half Life Alex right is a huge success on the VR front. Do you think we'd see like a VR Left 4 Dead?
0: I think that would be such a disorienting game. No,
1: it would be. It, imagine it's not fast paced though. Right. Imagine uh, like you're just kind of exploring that world. And then like maybe towards the end of like the experience, you have like an encounter with like a really fucked up zombie, like maybe a witch or something.
0: I I guess yeah. they could do a VR experience. I thought they did a portal VR thing a, a while back. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. I know their fucking index. Their VR headset is yeah. the most expensive thing ever.
1: <laughs> I feel like they're going to shift and really try and support that kind of hard.
0: I'm actually interested how much is the index right now
1: hmm. Yeah I would I would like to one day see Left 4 Dead 3, obviously, and I want to see what it looks like in today's like multiplayer ecosystem. Do you just do what you've done before, or do you try and do something bigger and sprawling and more intense? Or do you try and adopt like
0: the Destiny model? Ooh, Left 5 Dead. Left 5 Dead. Have five people oh, yeah, co-op yeah. blasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changes the whole game, right? Mm. I, I, I don't know. I actually don't know what a modern Left 4 Dead would have looked like. I, I think the game was fine because it was such a simple focus yeah. of... Work with four people to blast through an incredible amount of zombies until you get to the end of the level, get to the helicopter, yeah. get to the escape, and it's broken up in four segments. It's such a simple design and it mm. works. It so really well. worked well. So I I wouldn't have changed anything. I was just like, just actually, fucking throw some new graphics on this.
1: For that basic like setup for each level and act like for it to play differently each time you sat down with it because like it's
0: yeah the director system was the thing that that basically orchestrated uh, if you guys were doing too well it was gonna send like fucking three tanks at you you know it's probably one of the smartest AI systems I've ever
1: seen oh god damn that's why I was Um, just like
0: just make a three and it's the same thing
1: what other game tried to do that though Uh, was it Middle Earth does Middle Earth have the AI system? It's as got well? a
0: nemesis system, but yeah. it's not necessarily like a like an orchestrator that that sends shit out you uh, sends shit out to you based mm-hmm. off of like how well you're doing and ramps up the difficulty. So mm-hmm. I don't, it's a little different, but yeah, we don't see that much like clever, unique takes on AI systems that are like behind the scenes kind of things that affect your gameplay. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we do. Maybe we just don't know. Maybe we don't yeah I, I would like to see it happen eventually
1: honestly and even if it was the thing where it's like you know when borderlands was coming out like borderlands 3 and we're like they what made it? a third one yeah they made a third one they, they teased us with a fourth one at the end you remember oh, that
0: thank you randy
1: but like people are like oh what would borderlands 3 look like in this current ecosystem is it going to be more of the same is that going to be okay and like you know it ended up being kind of more of the same and people are disappointed by it um i think if left for dead was more of the same though and it just performed at a higher level and the graphics were better i don't think people would be mad about that because left for dead is pretty solid as Mm -hmm. as far as games go like the like you said you can't fuck that formula up
0: you can't (laughs) so don't fuck with it too much just put it in space if you want to but just don't fuck up with the formula oh zombies in space yeah left space dead i don't like that um uh, yeah i got another one (laughs) um space space for dead space for dead space for dead there we go fantastic okay make space for dead uh back to blood <laughs> what is the name of their fucking game back for blood <laughs> oh yeah yeah. <laughs> bordello of blood the, the turtle rock studios game now i miss left for dead i hope mm-hmm. they bring it back but like oh yeah by the way fact check the valve index cost a thousand dollars holy shit that is an expensive fucking headset <laughs> wow. so i don't care if they made a vr left for dead i'm not buying a fucking index yeah, for that yeah. much money <laughs> <laughs> even if like
1: like half-life alex is a proof of concept i still don't care
0: god that game does look cool i'm kind of I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sad i won't get to play it but whatever another life this is the direction valve is going on go free you know you know sony isn't showing up
1: at e3 anymore valve's not making normal games anymore you know
0: <sighs> well they're all marching to the beat of their own drum it's all just going to shift to battle royales mm. that's it that's gonna be the only game actually we're all going to be in an actual battle royale yeah like one day just dropped in the center of it fucking like the movie battle royale
1: that's that's the next e3 actually like we're all gonna go we're all gonna have like you know uh media badges and show up and esa is gonna be like oh well sorry about the thing where we leaked all your data but now you're in a battle royale so fight to the death
0: <laughs> lock you in the la convention center yeah. and you have to battle de- oh uh, what do i got you oh, uh, use a part of this activation <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that is it, my friend. We got I through the so. news. We yeah. talked about what the what the gamer A lot of delays woes, what the gamer woes and the, the mad hoes Here's the thing. Uh, are this week. I think
1: the only one only fan base that's winning out of all this right now is the Animal Crossing fan base? <laughs> they are standing tall and mighty. Isabel has her her bells, and she's like, everything
0: else got delayed. We're still fine. Oh my god, that game has just been gaining in strength. It is. Now that you think about it, it's w- gonna
1: smash sales this year. It's gonna outsell everything. It's gonna outsell Doom
0: Eternal. <laughs> it's gonna come out the same day. Oh for day. sure.
1: Yeah, it's just gonna be buried. No, undoubtedly. Like we'll talk about this on Save Room Plays for sure because mm-hmm. we have some. Look, we're gonna have a, a little bet. Kevin and I oh yes yes indeed but I think Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons is going to be one of the best selling games of 2020
0: I would not doubt (laughs) it top 10 actually i would not doubt it i'm even kind of like what's the hubbub bub <laughs> like I, I, I should we get a house copy should we just maybe, get a house maybe. copy dude i wouldn't
1: be mad about that and just put it in like the living room
0: i feel like it would be this kind of uh anthropological experiment mm. where i would have to like have a notebook <laughs> for every play session and i was just like well a gentleman by the name of mr nook uh <laughs> has put me on the hook <laughs> i think that might be cool yeah that uh, that could be fun that would be the new twitch series that i do basically kevin
1: crossing (laughs) kevin crossing (laughs) (laughs) see have you ever played one before no never okay yeah have you uh i played a little bit of the gamecube one yeah and it, it was cool i mean again like we talked about um what was it minecraft like those games don't really appeal to me anymore simulators like um I really wanted to get in a stardew Valley, but even the idea of like micromanaging and simulating, like it just, like, ah, it doesn't seem like it speaks to me right now. Yeah.
0: Well, I still think it's gonna be a smash fucking hit. Of course. All right. Well, thank you so much, my friends for listening to us. By the way, if you want to support us, uh, find us on Twitter again at at save room show. And if you could give us a nice, uh, uh a rate, I think mm-hmm. like, like you would a car, that would just be fantastic. You can rate us on Twitter. Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I just jumped to a different thought. (laughs) You did. (laughs) (laughs) Rate us like you would a car.
1: Yeah, check the Kelly Blue Book value of the save room. (laughs) Not looking too good.
0: (laughs) It's been rough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful night. Good night, gamers. Unless this is the morning when I release this episode. It would be.